Well, dear, uh, dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace uh, from God our Father and uh, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, we've always said the uh, church is where you ought to come to find bread for the soul. Well, there's also a whole lot of bread downstairs for the body. And if you have a chance, stop down and pick up a loaf or two. You'll, you will be blessed. Well, oh, it's such a joy to welcome you here this morning. And I pray that God would bless uh, your life today as we gather here. Uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, this morning, again, seeking your heart for us. We come, Lord, craving to know more about you. Lord, you, you have called us outside of ourselves to reach out to those who have drifted away to those, Lord, who uh, uh, they just don't know, Lord, the joy that is in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray your blessing on this congregation. I pray your blessing on our worship service this morning. And uh, we pray, O oh God, that uh, the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts may be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as uh, Pastor Kurt has mentioned, we've been working our way through a little prayer book for Lent entitled uh, uh, Seek God for the City. This week's theme relates to uh, praying that God may bring about a great awakening, a, a great homecoming. Dare we even say a revival among our people for those who have drifted away, and who have hardened their hearts uh, to, the, to the work of God's grace in their life. There are times when I wonder if I too have prayed enough for those who have lost their way, for a young person that's making bad decisions for that angry businessman for whose business is hurting, or for the housewife who never quite sure who she is and where she fits into this world and to society and to her family, never quite sure who she is as a child of God. When was the last time that we prayed for those, as Paul describes in this morning's lesson, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. This is the heart, is, uh, this is due to their hardness of heart. And so I wonder, you know, when was the last time our, our church? Not only our church, but all the churches around the world have come together in fervent, believing prayer. That men and women, nearby and far away, and across the globe, may come to know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And how his, and to receive his gentle reign in our life, and to receive him in faith. As I uh, struggled with uh, my, this uh, theme this morning, I, uh, 
I recall a, an illustration that, frankly, I have used a number of times over the years. Uh, yeah. So I have to say, if you've heard it before, relax, sit back, worry, think about what you're going to have for lunch. That's okay. <laughs> if you haven't heard this illustration before, have fun, and I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that it means as much to me as it does to you. Um, there are many stories that have floated around over the years about uh, Albert Einstein. And uh, the story is told of one Friday afternoon, one of the cleaning ladies at Princeton University came to his classroom uh, get to uh, get everything ready for classes that coming week. And as she uh, got ready to clean the, uh, the blackboard, she looked and there was uh, all kinds of intricate uh, equations and formulas scattered all over the board. Over this, Dr. Einstein had written, <laughs> erase, <laughs> erase. But down in the corner was a sign over which he had written, do not erase. And it said simply, two plus two equals four. <laughs> oh, my, don't we make things so complicated? How many folks that we know have drifted away from the truth, thinking that the truth of God is either too complicated or too demanding, too restrictive, too, uh, too hard, no fun, and we throw up all kinds of excuses for all the hypocrisy in the church. And so we pray this morning for all of those who have become disillusioned with the life of faith, and so maybe it is time, indeed, yeah, that we get back to basics. When was the last time? Uh, what, what, uh, oh, the basics, yeah, what is that? <clears throat> oh, I remember, I remember. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And so we pray for those who are disillusioned with Christ and his church. We say to those who have drifted away, come on home. Jesus indeed loves you. He has a place for you in his forever family. And as a matter of fact, he went all the way to the cross and to the grave because he loved you that much. He died and rose again, that you may be a part of his joyous, triumphant, victorious family. God's victory for us is faithful. And over this we write in great big letters, do not erase. Jesus loves me, 
this I know. Oh, folks, God is so faithful to us. There's a verse in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 that says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Do not erase. God is faithful to all generations, and he's faithful to you. And so we proclaim as gently and as openly as we can to all of those who have lost their way and who struggle with crippling doubt, God is faithful. And you are to him, you are to him a precious son, a precious daughter. Come home to him if you truly want to find life at its overflowing, delightful best. Come home to Jesus. I want to share with you this morning uh, three men who have had uh, the largest impact on my life and my career. They are uh, Leonard Hinderocker. Uh, some of you know the Hinderocker name. He's from the folks up, uh, up north. A man by the name of Pastor George Volks. Uh, uh, Pastor Hinderocker and Pastor Volks were uh, my confirmation pastors back in my hometown of uh, Morris, Illinois, Bethlehem Lutheran Church. And uh, to be honest, they were kind of strict, but they were also a lot of fun. And we had a great time together. And oh, they could preach the gospel. It was a delight to hear them Sunday after Sunday. Their, I put, their sermons dripped of the sweetness of the gospel. And it was because of them largely that I decided that I too wanted to, uh, to be a part of that ministry. But probably the one person that has had the most effect on my spiritual life and of my career is a man by the name of Billy Graham. And we were saddened, of course, this last week to see him pass. Billy Graham came into his, uh, into his own um, back in the 50s and 60s when I was in uh, grade school and high school. Now, <clears throat> Uh, this is going to sound kind of hokey, but uh, my mom and dad, they'd be downstairs watching Ed Sullivan or Maverick or Gunsmoke in black and white, and, and I would be, uh, I'd be upstairs, believe it or not, listening to Billy Graham in the hour of decision. Anybody ever heard the hour of decision? Been a while ago, yeah. And... Uh, it was actually the half hour of decision, but that's, that's another story. Uh, but his, if you knew Billy Graham, I'm sure you've heard a message from him over the years. His messages were always the same. Confess your sins. Get right with Jesus Christ by inviting him into your life as your personal Savior. 
And then go out and tell others what Jesus has done for you. That was pretty much the heart and core of Billy Graham's message that he proclaimed around the world over and over again. To me, it doesn't get much simpler than that. And I, I was wondering, maybe somehow, some way, we could take all of Billy Graham's sermons and, I don't know, put them on a blackboard or something, and then we too could write over each of his messages over the years, do not erase. That's, that was the power of God working through this man, Billy Graham. Billy Graham probably reached more folks who had lost their way than any other human, human being in history. It is with sadness that we will say goodbye to him in this coming week. And so let me say, oh, Billy Graham, well done. Thank you for what you meant to me. And then, uh, excuse me, finally, uh, this morning... Um, I haven't even gotten to uh, the gospel today. Let me share just a few quick comments, please. I'll, I'll, make, I'll try to make it short. Luke chapter 15, as Kurt uh, talked about in the sermon this morning, is, of course, the, the gripping story of the prodigal son with the prodigal father and his overwhelming, overflowing, abundant uh, grace and mercy towards his son. What other story reflects the, the beating heart of God for every lost child? We are told in verse 17 that this young man who uh, was foolish, hungry, tired, and broke, it, we are told that he came to himself. We call that repentance. He came to himself. And he said, uh, uh, he said to himself, I'm going to go back to dad and I'm going to tell him I'm not even worthy to be called your son anymore. Just make me one of your hired servants. And as uh, Kurt mentioned this morning, it's, that's what, just think of, uh, he, he goes home, his speech in hand, what he's going to tell his father. And instead of fear, Instead of the, receiving the dis, disdain of his father, the father runs to him, throws his arms around him, and welcomes him home. And he orders an a expensive robe, the best robe you had, and put it on him, welcome him home. And then he says, for this my son was dead, but is now alive. Oh, well. This, my son, was dead, but is now alive. That's good news. I tell you, I almost, almost come to tears every time I read the story of this prodigal son welcomed home by his loving father. Now, I have a hunch, I have a hunch that almost every one of us here this morning know of someone who has lost their way who find themselves in a far country, alienated from 
their heavenly father and separated from the family of God. Ah, this is my quiet invitation to you today. Will you pray for them? Bathe them and their families in prayer. And pray that somehow, some way, someone, maybe even you, will lift up Jesus Christ and make him real to those who need him today. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, God will use you to bring the prodigal son or daughter home where they belong in the sweet embrace of their loving Savior. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God be and abide with you all. Amen.